back to mind the gape not necessarily back as this is our first episode baby this is our first episode <laughs> the teaser was supposed to be an episode but you know uh, practice makes perfect but now you're here with jeep and reese ready to rock and roll and today we're talking about magic magic baby and the first and foremost the reason why we're talking about this what inspired this topic <laughs> is the fact that I am so sexually attracted to magicians. I find them just without a doubt to be so alluring and so mystifying. It's something about the dexterity, what they can do with their hands, what you can see, what you can't see. What you can't see and what you can see, what they're willing to show you <laughs> and what they're willing to do to you. Basically, I met this, it all started when I met this magician in LA this TikTok famous magician, probably the most TikTok famous magician on the platform, only does card tricks. And let me tell you, that's all mama needed to be impressed. He was flipping shit around, pick a card, any card, I don't care. I'll show them all up my ass. I was so, so, so sold. I mean, so he knows what he's doing with his fingers, which begets my question of like, well, what do we like about what do we like about dexterity, about fingers, about fingering, right? This is about what he can do with those hands. Yeah. What do we like about fingering? Imagine what he could do with those hands. Because magic is essentially just sleight of hand, right? That's <laughs> that's all it is. And so Is fingering just a sleight of hand? Is fingering a sleight of hand? <laughs> like imagine someone's fingering you and all of a sudden they start pulling out handkerchiefs from your ass. <laughs> just one by one pulling it out. And it just doesn't stop. It just doesn't stop. And each one's just gently grazing your prostate. You'd probably come if it was long enough. Wait. The knots, the knots in the handkerchiefs can just kind of, it's like anal beads, but. Holy crap. When you put it like that, that sounds kind of hot. What else can a magician pop out of my ass? A bouquet. I want a bouquet. I want a bouquet. I want a live bunny. (laughs) I wish you could see my jaw and how it dropped. I I promise I'll douche beforehand. Unless it's a brown bunny. This is a brown bunny, oh my god. <laughs> I think that's the magic about being a pro bottom is if those handkerchiefs are pristine, clean, able to wipe my mouth afterwards, that's called being a professional. Dab here, dab here. Um, no, but fingering, like what is it we like about fingering beyond the magic, right? Because it is magical. There's nothing like being fingered. Like note to all listeners, even if you are in the most boring heterosexual relationship, you need to be fingering your partner, man, woman, or otherwise. Like It's part of foreplay. It's part of that exciting middle ground where you start to rev up before the main event. And personally, I find there to be something like feminine about fingering, something feminine and sexy. I think what's feminine and sexy about it is the way it makes me lose control. I actually got fingered yesterday mm-hmm. and it was like the guy, like I was being topped and I was actually getting fingered sort of to contrast to the question of foreplay. It was like a post play. Like I had just come very fucking hard, like was totally just drained um, of all fluids, water or otherwise. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just laying there like, huffing and puffing like totally collapsed on my bed and he just slides his finger in and just starts tickling my prostate 
just to fuck around, I guess. But I like lost my mind. Like I was losing it. And I think what was so amazing was not only was it like, obviously like incredibly stimulating in this like literal biological sense, but it was like, you are pun intended, very in touch with my body right now. Like, you know how to make me squirm. He's pressing the buttons and he knows how to make you squirt. Have you ever had someone touch your prostate and then all of a sudden it starts firing out pretty Yeah, literally all of the like residuals left in my now limp cock afterward were just leaking out as this man was just like, it. that was what was so incredible. He knew exactly where it was. It didn't hurt like him just sliding because obviously it was like gaping open after this man. Um, and it was just, yeah, the, I think what's so feminine about it is the the la- not that there's an um not that it's easy to connect like losing control to femininity but there's something about i guess like your willingness to lose touch with your masculinity as a gay man and just like you know be whimpering and feminine and like losing it like i mean for me as a trans person it's just me having an orifice just Explored, yeah, explored, yeah, yeah, yeah. taken and taken in control, <laughs> <laughs> taken advantage of, oh <laughs> take advantage of my orifice, validate my transness now. No. <laughs> my God, that's not what I meant to say. Um, but I haven't been fingered in God knows how long. My boyfriend never fingers me ever, and he I never lets me finger him because the Accutane. But the magic of being off Accutane, he. Just got off Accutane, so it looks like your girl's about to be topping soon. Is he gushing? Is he creamy? We'll get back to that. We'll get back to creamy. We're going to circle back to that, unfortunately. <laughs> you know what else is magical? Sex dreams. They're Sex truly dreams. magical. There's something. It's it's the phantasmagoria, like, entering the real. Like, you know, it's like, it's really, it borders between reality and fantasy. Talk See, to me about your sex dreams. We've been getting into this recently because... Last weekend, I had three consecutive sex dreams in one night, and it was crazy. I have been kind of sexually frustrated because my boyfriend herniated some discs in his back, so it's now my problem because (laughs) I can't fuck, and I'm the one actually suffering. But so I had these crazy sex dreams. The first was I was topping, shocker, and which... (laughs) <laughs> Hard to believe. Something I don't advertise, nor do I talk about. A I'm closeted verse. A closeted verse. I don't <laughs> tell people I'm verse because people, first of all, don't believe me. <laughs> and I don't need you to believe me. I just need you to let me fuck you. But, and I've also had a lot of guys be like, I would never let you top me, both gay and straight. Because, you know, I've been playing both fields recently. Right. The straight is nominally more understandable. <laughs> Which you'd be surprised. I've had a lot of straight men want to be topped by That's trans true. girls. That's true. heterosexual men really starved for butt play. So many. And they're not getting it. And circling back to fingering, circling back to butt play, I have long nails. And they're not that long. They're a moderate conservative size. And I can I can finger myself with them. Like you can, I was listening to a podcast recently about this girl who was fingering her partner with her nails about the same size as mine. And it doesn't scratch, doesn't get up in there. As long as they're... Not fucking stupid. As long as not just... fucking stupid, as long as they're not, like, mangled. <laughs> no hangnails in my butt, please. Yeah, please and thank you. <laughs> and as long as that that's a gel manicure, baby girl. We don't want any, like, chips of polish in the booty hole. Or chips of shit in the manicure. <laughs> <laughs> but 
had this first crazy sex dream about this guy who was on Hinge. Second crazy sex dream about this amazing German couple. I think it was the same German couple my friend had a three-way with. And the last sex dream, which was the most hard-hitting, was with a teacher from high school. I don't want to get into which teacher that was because I don't want to be roasted for it because it is pretty embarrassing. I didn't have any attractive teachers in my high school whatsoever. I have masturbated to some pretty deplorable, deplorable cringy. I had no options. When you're, I went to high school in a small town. When you're in a small town, your bar is lower than it and, should be. And also, like, it's undeniable that there's something incredibly attractive about people who are responsible for your mental and emotional cultivation. Like the earliest sex dream I can remember is about my high school chemistry teacher. Granted, he was absolutely drop dead gorgeous, like a daddy and a half. And like, he could still plow me if he wanted to. Um, But there's so much allure there beyond like the physical attraction, right? There's the, the, the unattainability of it, right? The, the taboo sort of forbidden, nature of the dynamic the fact that this person is someone you're consistently interacting with and probably in both of our cases because you know we were students who wanted to impress like you know you wanted to impress them you wanted their approval their admiration their support and which let me tell you i never got from my chemistry teacher my chemistry teacher (laughs) he was a bible thumbing republican who first of all always confused me and <laughs> and I used to be friends. We're kind of friends now. We kind of had a little bit of a falling out and we picked it back up. Whatever. He's in Paris living his best life. So happy for him. He looks amazing right now, too. He looks so good. I'm so, so then happy was for it him. really that bad being confused with him? It wasn't bad. It was just like clear. We were both gay. And it was clearly because we were both gay. We were both Yikes. very different people being like, I'm white and black we look very different and the fact that he would constantly confuse us it led everyone to believe it was because of our sexualities see it's not that you're transgender it's that you're transracial i'm transracial that was that was the real issue for your rachel don't all step aside <laughs> but it is actually funny that we're talking about sex dreams because as i mentioned to you right before we started recording i typically speaking really don't have a lot of sex dreams yet in the last week I have been having these insanely vivid sex dreams. And every time the subject of the fantasy is the person I'd had sex with the night before. Granted, I'm in a major upswing in my sex life. Like I'm really living large and I'm really batting hard. But like, so I think maybe that's part of it is I'm just like, wow, like I fucked this dude who I'm extraordinarily attracted to. And I really had a great time. And then my mind is just like sort of reliving the fantasy. Mm -hmm. But At the same time, I have to believe there's something more to having a sex dream immediately following having actual intercourse with that person. Is it just a testament to the intercourse or is there something that is Oh, did you have sex about someone you have had or are going to have sex with? No. So like, like yesterday I had sex with this like insanely hot dude off Twitter. We'll get to Twitter also in a Mm -hmm. later moment. Um, and it was absolutely amazing. He leaves. I have dinner with my roommates, get stoned, go to bed. I wake up this morning rock hard, already masturbating. And like, I was dreaming that he was fucking me again. Wow. Like, it was literally like, I was to- like, honestly, just reliving it. What do you think that says about your subconscious? I mean, I because think- the dreams are 
like I psychoanalyze dreams with my, my therapist, mm-hmm. especially when I was having a significant number of apocalypse dreams and all of them were about my transness. Mm-hmm. All of them were about whether or not like what transitioning would look like and what my subconscious brain objectively views that reality. Mm-hmm. And so I'm curious to see, like for me, my sex dreams were my subconscious being sexually frustrated, clearly. Right. And then we had talked previously about my sex dream with my teacher was maybe an act of reclamation of power mm-hmm. because it was a teacher that I had a really strong relationship with that I kind of, we had a big falling out and it was reflective my his class was what reflected my college education my career etc and it was kind of like me being like fuck you to him right because I was topping once again (laughs) no I think that is interesting because I think like my earlier sex dreams particularly the ones involving you know my chemistry teacher I remember in high school I consistently had sex dreams about like men on the swim team like I think it was always about like people or men whose masculinities I admired and wanted to emulate or wanted to somehow Mm. like understand in a more intimate capacity whereas I think these are about like I think a lot of the sex I've been having even like the good sex like I think I've been having a lot of good sex but it's not necessarily sex worth repeating but then I sort of because I'm eager to have like a regular fuck buddy or several rather um you know it's kind of like square peg round hole i'm trying to be like oh no that was good like you should try and have it again when it's actually like "Mm, you should just like let sleeping dogs lie um whereas like with these individuals i think what's happening is like no i actually had like a really transcendent incredible sexual experience and like my mind is like no that was good like that is what you should pursue again like that's what you need to like like that is the level of quality. It's that like a coming to, to Jesus moment. Yeah, kind exactly. of. There's like epiphanous. Yeah. Where you realize an Oracle whispered into your last weekend. <laughs> hold on. Speaking of oracles, <laughs> last weekend at brunch, we were talking about Lana Del Rey and how she's a mess, but everyone still kind of loves her. And Reese quite, what's the word I'm thinking of? Appropriately. Appropriately. Yeah. That's the word. Appropriately. <laughs> assigned her as an oracle yeah if she's not singing everything coming out of her mouth is fucking garbage but when she sings it's she's telling the future she's it's she's She's giving she's enlightening yeah she's enlightening all of us but the minute she's not singing god damn it is awful um reminds me of that meme where it's like (laughs) is she in hollywood la or hollywood florida <laughs> and let me tell you, Lana Del Rey dresses like people from Hollywood, Florida. That meme was spot on. I think it was written by a native. But what does it say about? I remember my first sex dream. My first sex dream was about a character from Inuyasha, the guy with the staff, <laughs> and he was just raw dogging me and spinning that staff above my head. I want to know what that might mean. I mean, there is nothing more magical than fucking someone who literally doesn't exist. Mm. Love a good anime character. I mean, that's kind of part of it, right? It's like you, it's so easy to project desire, especially when you're younger and it's like, it's curious, it's amorphous, it's not something you necessarily understand. It's way easier to project it onto a, a fictional figment, character. Yeah, yeah, a figment of your imagination. I will never forget laying in bed at night, focusing on trying to get to sleep while I was pretending to be cuddling Sasuke from Naruto. <laughs> <laughs> and he was my boyfriend and I hated Sakura she I just want the record to show that I have no relationship to anime <laughs> I want the record to show that I am a reformed weeb I want the record to show this is bullshit hold on pause T pause 
I want the record to show. What is a T pause? Is that a trans pause? I don't know. It's okay. something, but it's a timeout pause. <laughs> trans pause. Uh, more powerful than a regular pause. In middle school, I watched, and elementary school, I watched a significant amount of anime and I was like ridiculed for it. When I got to high school, I stopped talking about anime and I kind of hid it from everybody and then I became popular. Now, anime is super cool. Everyone's watching it. Everyone's super talking cool. about it. Um, remember when Kim Kardashian posted that anime pic and she was like, this is my hair and spoon. Okay, that's fair. That's actually so fair. Actually, okay, influencers really have been doing that where they're like hair and spoon and it's like a side by side. It's like a diptych of them and then an anime character. All I'm saying is it's the people who, like me, suffered, who walked so these people could run, it's bullshit. <laughs> it's absolute bullshit. Why do we sexualize cartoons? Particularly anime, right? Like hentai is a whole thing. Oh my God. This we could talk, I could talk a whole freaking episode on hentai. Okay, then we're going to do an episode on hentai. We're going to get back to, back to basics I will here. say one of the magic, the most magical thing <laughs> I've, <laughs> tentacle porn, crazy. Something you can't achieve in real life. <laughs> It's about living You can, but fantasy. it's very difficult. <laughs> it takes a lot of paper mache. It takes a lot of paper mache. And I'm not a fan of animal abuse. <laughs> okay, we're going to table that one. Um, let's get to the, the, the meat and potatoes of this, talking about the love potion. Gee, please fill us in on the love potion. Backstory. So, so basically, there are a lot of different ways... We like to enhance sex. And there are a lot of different love potions available out there from pills to poppers, etc. However, my friend Shayna gave me a literal love potion that her spiritual healer slash teacher gave to her. I'm, I'm using air quotes. She's super into holistic medicine. <laughs> Basically, holistic medicine cured her Lyme disease. I completely trust and believe her. I'm following her journey. She's doing really well. Her skin looks incredible. Okay, maybe the gag is on me. So she gives me this love potion to try. Reese and I have both tried it. In fact, I am going to do... Oh my God, do you have it? Yeah, you I have it. Have of it course right I have it. Oh my God. I'm going to do... It's disgusting, but I'm definitely <laughs> going to do so some dropper this pulls is actually while we're like, doing it. Uh, pro- like product report. You have to take so much of this love potion and it tastes awful. Like it is literally... Like, awful. And it's so concentrated that I'm like, at this point you should have just further concentrated it such that I only had to take like one or two dropperfuls. Like five to eight is both excessive and like weirdly oh, like so gross. Watching you do this is like almost pathetic. Like it's <laughs> so bad. Like, so I did it the first time I used it. I it felt like a popper hit, but just the body high, not the head brush. A diet popper hit. Super exciting. Got me horny. Got me there. But I wasn't really in a place where I was able to have sex. The next Wait, time I took it. Love potion dose ASMR. I didn't like how that sounded. <laughs> I didn't like how that sounded at all. Mm. Sounded like creamy hole. Speak. Hold on. Another pause. Hold on. That sounded like Reese recently got sent a video of a, this guy It was a video of him in the mirror, rock hard dick, looking hot, whatever, in the gym. And then all of a sudden in the background of the video, he rips a loud fart. It was like, it was like a sonic boom. Like the lockers in the back just like shuddered. Like it was. 
And he goes, whoops, was meant, wasn't meant to send that to you. Yeah, he was like, oh, sorry, that's for the, the, the Finn subs. I was like, excuse me? Like, you're just, like, mistaking, like the videos in which you are or are not flatulating like can you just like have a separate folder or something like i was so blown back that makes me so anxious literally that makes me so (laughs) anxious because my deepest fear is sending a nude to my family or like sending a sext and like because i have my sister's done that do you? No, she sent it to, there's an extended family group chat of all of the women on my mom's side, and she sent them all like a rack pick. <laughs> and they're like conservative. Sarah, if you're listening, I'm sorry to put you on blast, but that shit was so funny. I once sent to my Southern debutante 70-year-old mother this gif. <laughs> Reese is laughing because he knows what it is. Let me try and paint this picture. It's a gif of a woman on her back, holding her legs up. Her pussy is a gape, and someone is putting a golf ball into her pussy. <laughs> and I sent that to my mother by that. accident, and I screamed at the top of my lungs. I was so hashtag blessed that I was in the same house as her at the time. So I was able to run to her room and be like, mom, don't look at your phone. I have to delete something I sent you by accident. And bless her heart, she was like, oh, if it's not something I want to see, then please delete it. And I'm like, trust me, you don't want to fucking see it. I love a woman who knows that ignorance is bliss. I also love that. But hold on, another another pause. (laughs) My mother also, I hope she doesn't hear this because she'll get so mad. Um, She hates small dicks. She hates small dicks. And knowing that my dad is in the tiny meat gang makes me so uncomfortable. She will get, she rarely ever gets drunk around me. Rarely ever gets drunk, period. And she got a little tipsy around me once. And she was just going off about how men with small penises trick women. Oh, no. Into thinking they're satisfied when they're not. And I'm like, that's insane. The magic of big penises. Speaking of magic, maybe we need to cast a spell on your mom to rewire her brain a little bit on that one. I I love her with all my heart. But back to love potions. Back to the love potion. Jessica's love potions. Product review. Last time I took it, it hit me in a Whole Foods. (laughs) Because we were making dinner. We had to get an ingredient. I'm in line at Whole Foods. Crazy long line. Taking forever. All of a sudden, boom. I am like ferociously horny. Blind with horniness. Blind. I can't see straight. I'm so horny. My boyfriend's like, I'm not feeling it. And I'm like, I need you to fuck me in this line right now. Like, I'm feeling crazy. And by the time we get back to the apartment, it's gone. That's true. It is very short-lived. I'm actually, I'm feeling it a little now. I'm, I'm feeling a little now, yeah. I'm sweat a little bit, which is, you know. It's mostly rose fun. hip, cacao, and a lot of CBD. Yeah, it's very much a body high. Um, I fortunately on both instances that I took it, took it right before having sex. So got the experience of like, like the, the love potion experience, if you will, in its Mm. fullest form. But yeah, I found it wasn't particularly effective. I think because we've talked about this, like sex does not make me anxious, right? I mean, I wish it made me a little more anxious. Maybe I'd have a little less, like a a, a healthier Mm -hmm. amount of sex. Um, but like, so I don't need something to like really get me there. But of course the, the idea of it is exciting, but I found that it helped a little bit with me sort of getting into the zone and getting ready to fuck, but then it doesn't actually, there's no longevity. So once I'm actually having sex, it's like, you're on your own, sis. Like you, you gotta, you're hard down you gotta stay hard. 
Um, so I think for, you know, someone with like the wondering mind or who's potentially like anxious about sex, like this is a great product. This is for a you. great product because it's going to just like put you in this headspace. You're going to really start feeling in touch with your body. There's like a warmness, a brightness to it. That's really lovely. And I and, think that body warmth allows you to really, it's the same thing with poppers. It allows you to connect and melt with your partner. And I think that's so important, especially for people that struggle to get there. Right. And so, but like, let's talk about that. Talking about poppers, talking about love potions. Like, why do we want these things? Why do we want these products that help us have sex? Besides, I, the, yes, they help us have sex. That's why we want them. But why do, why do we want them? I think there's a number of variables as to why people would want to. I think one of the more dangerous ones is kind of like chasing that lightning, like trying to find that orgasm you had when you were 19, mm-hmm. trying to recreate it. Um, it's super Faustian. Yeah, I think like, and you know, you might find this answer obnoxious, but I'm going to give it anyway. Oh it like my all God. Ties into- <laughs> <laughs> I think it ties into late capitalism. It's like you like... We live to produce, we're taught to produce. And so then by proxy, we are also taught to devalue experiential living. And there is nothing more experiential, nothing that demands more presence than sex. So we're frankly, as a product of like constantly trying to produce, thinking about, you know, the future, thinking about the end of your quarter, your bottom line, blah, 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 blah. You're constantly taught to think outside of what's happening in the present. So it's like you're out of practice when it comes to sex. So you want something that aids and abets you getting there. But then, of course, the irony is you're buying a product, you're participating in capitalism in a means and an effort to escape the sort of psychoanalytic, psychotropic effects that capitalism has had on you. I think that's one perspective as to why that's happening. I think a big problem I noticed in New York City was substance and substance abuse. As you know, the Hell's Kitchen gays love their Tina. (laughs) Yikes. No tea, no shade. We support everyone and all that they want to do. Uh, chem sex positive, but it's not for me. I don't, I'm going to, mm, I don't know if I'm chem sex positive. I'm going to okay. say that right we'll, now. We'll table that one too. <laughs> <laughs> That's off script. We'll talk about that later. We'll talk about that later. My God. Um, <laughs> but for example, my first foray into poppers was after a bar in 2016. My friend Abril like gave me a popper. She's like, you pussy, you've never done poppers before. And I had only ever done them in heterosexual party settings. And then finally, I eventually started doing them in sex. And now I can only do them during sex. Okay, which, I'm sorry, that introduction to poppers is wholly bizarre. Um, but lovely. Women with poppers, dangerous. Dangerous, and Absolutely we dangerous. love them. If we you are a woman them. with poppers, you are invited to every party I throw. Kristen like, from senior year, if you're hearing this, thank you for giving me that popper hit at William Penn Tavern, that sports bar. <laughs> I needed it. <laughs> But I know you're listening. But that's the thing, right? Is you're, you were introduced to poppers in a context that was like very organic, right? You weren't very playing, feminine. Very feminine. It wasn't about like, it wasn't about like gay sex. It was about woo girls and partying. Right. Because that's what happens to, to my point, right? Is gay men introduce poppers into their sex life because they want to be relaxed, like literally physically, right? Yeah. They want to be able to take a dick, but also like mentally, they just kind of want to like, be a whole and be a whole so, and because it's so it's so hard to deconstruct and tackle 
your masculinity on a conscious level. There's obviously nothing less masculine than putting a dick up your butt. So like, you know, there's a complex there. There's a thing you're dealing with, but then you get hooked on it. I know so many gay men who literally can't bottom, sometimes can't even have sex period without, without poppers. poppers. That's crazy to That's me. crazy. And it's terrifying. And it's like, here's this product that like you've invested in because you want to overcome the problem that the political economy you live in has created anyway. And now you're addicted to it in order to overcome that problem. And so now you just have another problem. I don't know. That's kind of how I feel about this, about living in New York. People put so much pressure on substance, the cult circling back to capitalism and chasing that lightning, Mm -hmm. buying into it, buying the things that you need because everything in New York is super fast paced. Mm -hmm. Everything in New York, everyone wants the next best thing. Everyone wants to be a part of the next best thing. Everyone wants everything for clout. Whether it be a product or a man or experience, everybody just wants what's what's coming next. And people are gonna use whatever means they can to keep it going and to keep chasing that high. But the irony is then you lose touch with the present, which is Mm -hmm. exactly where you need to be to have good sex. Period. And that's what leads to a lot of bad sex, which is something that we've talked about in the past, that we should be having good and bad sex. The bad sex doesn't have to be traumatizing, doesn't have to be horrible. Right. But it has to be informative. It can be informative. Yeah. And teach you what you really want. And I've had dozens. We've all had plenty of bad sex. Right. That bad sex has only informed the sex that I want to have and that I know I'm going to have and makes me choose the partners I want more carefully and makes me use like love potions, poppers, the next thing, THC, lube. (laughs) It makes me use those things, makes me feel safer using those things with a partner. You're right. And makes me feel like I don't need them. It's... It's an enhancement. It's something that's fun to use, not something to depend on. And I think that's a problem that a lot of people have in this city is people are depending on stuff for the thrill. Totally. Try sober sex, fam. You know, not much has gotten better since I was 20, but my sex life has. And it is a product of the bad sex I was having at 20. There's Mm -hmm. something to be said. Where were you at 20? Were you in, uh, what's that city called? Philadelphia. What's that city? Sure was, baby. Go birds. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, but THC lube. Okay, my roommate, shout out to Ruby, love you, uh, has tried THC lube, uh, said it made her pussy quote unquote glow, and that she was just like the horniest she's ever been. And I need to know. Baby, I want my pussy to glow. Exactly. I want I'm that like... so bad. <gasps> Speaking of glowing pussies, note this. We should get our assholes bleached and talk about it next week. Okay, I'm actually so down. But speaking of um, product research and development and uh, I suppose... Campaign, and development. Campaigning. campaigning well, we, we, you have made your own THC lube. We are. I have. I we do are, have my own cannabis <laughs> coconut oil. We are toying around with product development. I am a, an, art, an artisanal alchemist. <laughs> <laughs> but if anybody happens to work for a THC lube brand and would like to sponsor this reconnaissance, uh, please reach out. We'd love to have you. Um, now. Or have your product. We don't want you on the show. Sorry. I want to slip into a little something we like to call no bed frame sex. (laughs) That's magical. No bed frame sex is the alchemist circle of sex. Because you know, when you walk into that unholy ground, you're about to get 
fucked okay, for your life. Okay, this is a life. complete 180 from where you were on this before. You hate, you said bed frame Oh no, I fun. still hate it. <laughs> okay, okay. So why do we hate it? Why I hate, hate it, it because, first of all, when I have sex, I want it to be a fantasy. I love a fa- I like to have sex. I like to get fucked like I'm a princess. I like to get fucked like I'm this like precious forbidden fruit that, yes, still gets savagely fucked and whatever. <laughs> Who's to say? But it just I don't want to be on the floor. The I have back story. problems. <laughs> like, I don't, I can't deal with any of that. See, but that's exactly why I want the no bed frame sex. Is like kind of what you were touching on. It like feeds from, because it's for me, I don't want to get fucked like a princess. I want to get fucked like a useless whore. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, I want to walk in. It's like when I walk in and I see that you have nothing but a mattress, a sheet, and a single pillow on the floor, I'm like, oh, you are going to fuck me like a whore. It's like that, it it just provides like the dirty aesthetic and atmosphere that really like clinches and like takes home the whole clenches. Um. Clenches. (laughs) The last time I had sex on a bed frameless bed on the floor, first of all, didn't let me go into his room at first. He was like, wait out here. (laughs) Wait outside, five minutes pass, walk in, all of the clothes are shoved to the corner. There is a, all of the cans of PBR are now stacked on top of each other up against the wall, about 30 or 40 cans. Bed on the floor, oh God, almost spilled my drink. One pillow, one sheet, nothing else. When we kissed, when my lips pressed his lips, they were so dry, the skin on his lips literally crinkled and crumbled into a fine dust that then cascaded down our uh, chins okay. and blew away into okay, the breeze. You can stop whenever you're ready. Um, horrible. <laughs> that's a little like too far into the dirty whore fantasy. But like that's those are, that's the kind that's the kind of guy that has a bed frame. The kind the kind of guy that doesn't have a bed frame has chapped lips. That is absolutely true so i guess i'll just bring blistex oh my god blistex are both his lips and yours <laughs> which lips bussy lips <laughs> because let me tell you your bussy lips after that session are gonna need some moisturizing and rehydrating you, though, you can you can come around to bed frameless sex it is really like but what about a canopy bed no no. It screams like entangled in like the weird veneer that like hangs down from the ceiling or whatever. And like, I'm stuck. I'm just imagining like a canopy bed with, <laughs> with like curtains draping. Right. No, no, no. And I'm, I'm stuck in the curtains. And there's rope or chains. Okay. Uh, you find me a single canopy bed with rope and chains and we can like reopen this dialogue. <laughs> My ne- I swear to God, next bed, canopy bed on God. With ropes and chains? With ropes and chains. Or the whole is thing. the canopy made out of ropes and chains? Kind of like an industrial canopy look. That'll be really fucking hot. That's really hot. That'd be because like being chained to a canopy bed is incredible <laughs> I've said ever have you never done that I I don't think I've ever been in a canopy bed you ever been in a canopy bed I've I'm been in so many canopy not beds memorable. I seek it out okay well that's that, I know really we're different um <laughs> we're different true sorcery looping in what I've been dying to talk about c- creamy hole <laughs> which like I don't think exists in fact my boyfriend just sent me a text regarding creamy hole an article which I cannot wait to read after this <laughs> Okay, Creamy Hole does exist. Okay, what we're talking about, for those of you listening who are undoubtedly disgusting or at least perplexed, um, 
your asshole can produce lubricant. This happened because this is had previously allegedly definitively like this had previously only happened to me like once or twice so i sort of thought it was just like a weird abnormality but then a couple weeks ago it happened to me twice in the same week and it has just proven beyond a shadow of a doubt it is real your asshole can produce the same mucus as lubricant or mucus cum lubricant that a vagina can produce and so when you're having sex and you're really relaxed and you're really stimulated like your body can produce these lubricants in your ass. And so I was fucking this guy the other day because uh, like Jeep, I'm a, a nominally less closeted verse. So I just talk more about bottoming, but I really am out here topping for better or worse, honestly. For better or worse. <laughs> <laughs> but I was topping this guy and it was just like, like creamy truly is the only word. It was like my dick was coming out like opaque in this opaque white. That sounds... I I feel like regardless, (laughs) regardless of the creaminess, the color, the opacity is coming out of booty hole. And that makes me not trust it. I get what you're saying. Honestly, if it's not brown, it's game. I just like (laughs) don't know if I agree with that. Maybe because maybe I'm just jealous that my bussy doesn't cream like that. But I I am a little jealous, I guess. Yeah. You just want a creamy bussy. I just want a creamy bussy. How can I, ugh, cosmetic surgery, get like mucus glands in my pussy? Oh my God. Most recent Google search, how to get the creamiest bussy. Oh my God. I hate that. And you're like the third person this year to bring that up to me. Talk to your friend's healer. They probably have something. Oh my God. I wonder if the holistic healer can figure something out for me. Yeah. Can you make my bussy creamier? What if there's like an acupuncture thing I could do? (laughs) That I'm really into right now. I'm going to start going to acupuncture once a month. Wow. Great for you. Yeah. Thank you. Absolutely. That sounds hot. That could be a pod. Um, Acupunctured. Acupunctured. (laughs) We'll workshop the, the title of that episode. Um, but yeah, so that, wait, but real quick. So, are, are creamy holes hot? Like, is are, is it just not hot because maybe you're jealous? Or is there something else happening here? Is it hot? I guess I would have to experience it. And I think it's something you only really notice when you're topping, I guess. Yeah, definitely. Which I haven't really been doing much lately. <laughs> but soon. <laughs> uh, well, let, I mean, I it's hot. I think it's really hot. It's just, it's screaming to me that like you are enjoying what's happening to you on just like such a base level that your body is literally producing something to facilitate the experience you're having. And that sort of like do you know? Hold on. It's so hot. It's hot. I'm oh, hold sorry, on. It's hot. Do you know it's biological signaling that you're aroused and it's happening or it's biological sign- signaling that there is something stuck in the it's simulating something stuck in the anal cavity and the body is producing mucus to get it out why can't it be both why can't it be both i guess i hate this conversation the future is verse the future is both the future is creamy hole okay well this has been the first installment of mind the gape thank you all for being here we look forward to uh chatting to you all very soon i'm reese and i'm jeep thank you guys so much for listening hope you tune in next week bye Bye.